This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Back at it here on Gwen and Chris. Chris Hello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Tony Gwynn Jr., just a couple of days now away from returning from vacation, uh, they are underway with their uh, MVP telecast on uh, the MLB Network. Whether or not that means they'll be announcing Manny Machado's fate in the next hour or in the next two hours or in the next month is anybody's guess. But as soon as we find out what happens with Manny and the MVP race, we will pass it along to you. We do thank Matt Norlander from CBS Sports uh for his uh really really uh informative and uh, involved breakdown of college basketball this guy seems to know what he's talking about yeah you know i've been trying to get him on the show for a long time but east coast guys and families don't usually work for our time zone because you heard him he was just fed his kids dinner before he jumped got on his, the phone uh, kids dinner out of the way and then jumped on the phone and uh, but i'm glad we got him. it yeah it was good having him on and uh, as mentioned Keisha johnson the uh, Aztec forward will be on the uh, program right at the bottom of this hour, 3.30. So stick around for that. Uh, we are heading towards uh, pro football tonight, uh, Thursday night football. And uh, you'll hear the game right here on uh, 97.3 The Fan. That is the Tennessee Titans taking on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Packers uh, came back with a victory over Dallas last week to uh, – perhaps save their season, but uh, they kind of have to save their season again. Uh, I think that's going to be their, their thing every week for the rest of the year. Pretty much the way it's going to go here for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers. i just seeing a note here that came in. McCole Hardman, oh, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver, just hit the uh, injured reserve list. About the 19th player for <laughs> my fantasy football team that has hit the injury reserve list this year. It's really remarkable. I heard that earlier, and I was like, oh, man. Chris is not going to be happy no, to see that. No, You know what? NFL players are going to start paying me not to draft them. Yeah, remember when I was the cooler? Yeah. Maybe boy. this season the fantasy football cooling has gone to I've been the fantasy football cooler. Uh, speaking of cool, uh, NFL deeming it to be too cool. Uh, in Buffalo Sunday, too much snow, too much storm. They've moved the uh, Cleveland-Buffalo game to the city of Detroit. And um, so uh, that game will be indoors on Sunday and not in the elements of Buffalo, New York. So uh, other than that, not a whole lot really going on, um, you know, in in sports. Uh, Kawhi Leonard 
has actually been upgraded to questionable Whoa. by the Clippers for their next game against the Detroit Pistons, which is actually tonight. Uh, Leonard has been listed as out for the last, I don't know how much, how how long. He did play in two of the first three games this season. He came off the bench in both games, and uh, the former Aztec star experienced stiffness in that surgically repaired right knee on August uh, October the 25th before a shoot-around against Oklahoma City. So he has missed 12 consecutive games. Of course, Kawhi did not play at all last year. You know, whether you're a Clipper fan or not, I think most of us are Kawhi Leonard fans around here. Just want to see him get back out on the basketball court and get to play. Yeah, it's you know? disappointing. I mean, it is. It's been uh, a long time, and uh, hopefully the fact that he's been upgraded to questionable doesn't guarantee that he plays tonight for the Clippers, but it's at least... Something. Something. You know, it's a step in the right direction for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mentioned that in case you're going to run out and bet on the game tonight. Clippers <laughs> are hosting the Detroit Pistons, who uh, come uh, charging into town with a 3-12 and record. I was just about to say, aren't they like the worst team in basketball right no, now? No, that's the Lakers. <laughs> that's the Lakers. I can still get away with saying that for a couple of days until Tony I returns. think Tony would agree with you. Yeah, he's probably not too pleased. Uh, I'll tell you another team that is really struggling right now. The Warriors? Yes. Yeah. Golden State Warriors got 50 points from Steph Curry last night. 5-0 from Steph Curry. And they still lost. It's incredible. They lost by 11 points, 130-119 to to the Phoenix Suns. The Warriors are 0-8 on the road. It is the longest road losing streak by any defending champion since the 1999 Chicago Bulls. And the Bulls had a reason for that. Michael Jordan had left the team. And I don't know if anybody remembers, but after they won their sixth championship in 1998, the Bulls completely disbanded. Mm. Right? Phil Jackson left. Pippen left. Jordan I don't know if he officially retired. He ended up over in the Wizards. <laughs> Basically, Rodman was no longer. I mean, they didn't have they didn't have a single player left from their '98 championship team. So in 1999, they became easily the worst team oh, in the yeah. league. So that explains why they had such a long road losing streak in 1999. What's the Warriors' excuse? I, I mean, don't know. They've got Curry. They've got Clay Thompson. They've got Draymond Green. They got all of these guys, and yet they're zero and eight on the road. Incredible! Uh, in the Big Five, Steve, I have a Steve Kerr clip from after last night's game, and he kind of uh, gives you a little bit of a reason for it. Okay, well, we will uh, find out what Steve Kerr has to say a little bit later in the program. You know, the other thing at the Warriors was it uh, Wiseman, James? Yes, Wiseman, he went back to the G their League. Big, uh, their big uh, draft choice from a couple of years ago has been sent down to the G League, so. Is it the G League or the D League now? I think it's the G League because it was it, sponsored. It used to be the D League. It was the League. D League because it stood for development. Yes. Yeah, G League is for Gatorade. Oh, it's the G League for Gatorade. Now it's the National Gatorade League? It, no, they I just call it the that. G League, but in the logo for the G League, they right. had a, a Gatorade G in there. All right. Uh, Anthony Davis uh, from the Lakers saying that uh, they had a little film session before their victory over Brooklyn a few oh, days ago. and. He said that it made a big impact. So uh, we'll, see. we'll see what Anthony Davis has. You know, the Lakers are not playing right now. They're off for a few days. Yeah, they have a long time off, actually, yeah. in between games. Uh, 
All right. They're going to play the Spurs three times in their next four games. Kind of a strange schedule. Hot matchups right there. It's a little twist to the NBA schedule. All right. Uh, let's get into uh, some of the winners and losers and uh, what we expect to happen. Uh, it's called the Daily Gambit is what it is here. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Well, let's start with this snow game that was moved from Buffalo to Detroit to be indoors and uh, see what happened at the sports books. Now, if you made a bet on this game with win bet, then they refunded all wagers once the game was moved to Detroit. They did. The huh? ones that had already been bet on. And some other ones. So if you bet like the money line and you picked Buffalo to win. They're giving your money back. Yes. Do you, you can, have to take it back, or can you stay? I, I guess no, you I just reinvest on the bills. I guess you just reinvest it. Again. You got to redo it okay. because they do have different lines and everything. Some some sports books are all live betting, so it doesn't matter where they play. But I know WinBet for sure uh, made it uh, refunded all the wagers. Now the game was even taken off the board today until they figured things out because the over under was everywhere. It was from 47 for the total score all the way down to 41. Because um, of the weather. Because of the weather. And a representative from WinBet said it would probably have been around 41 for the weather, which I would even take the under on that as well because it would have been so bad. But it doesn't matter anymore. And now the Bills have reopened. And... um, I'm seeing 40 right here on DraftKings. Yes, Kings. I don't now know it's if changed. That's official. It, it has changed. The consensus new line is Bills minus seven and a half on the spread. Okay. Total of 48 and a half in the points. All right, they were favored by eight and a half at one point. Yes, so it really hasn't changed a whole lot. Which I don't under, really understand how it changed the Bills' odds. They're just playing in a different place. Well, I because guess. they'd lose the home field. Advantage. I guess so. I guess in so. the minds of betters, that matters. Even though it shouldn't matter to these teams. As I said earlier, I think moving the game is a big advantage for Buffalo. Yeah. And I know the first thought is, well, they're losing their home field. Yes, but they're getting a nice, comfortable, surrounding indoor field for Josh Allen to throw the ball up and down the field. Yeah. Whereas if they were playing in the snow, this would have been a run run into the line of scrimmage game, which would have given Cleveland an advantage because they have Nick Chubb in a very good running game. Yeah, the, the Bills Browns, don't even really have a very good running game. No, the Browns are built for the run game, and yeah. the Bills aren't, which is kind of strange. So because I think moving this indoors is beneficial to the Bills. Personally. It is. So that is what happened with that. Now, tonight's game between the Packers and the Titans, there could be some snow showers tonight, Chris. Oh, please. But it's please. also going to be 25 degrees with a wind chill of 10. You know, I was a little chilly earlier today when I was walking in and here. And it was 50. It, was, it wasn't even 50. It was like 63. Yeah. It's, so it's 10 degrees we wind chill. And it was 25. In Green Bay. Well, it this is 20. This is Green Bay. It is. It, Chris, it is 
It is 25 degrees in this room right now because it's always freezing in this room. We do have it cold in here. Uh, I don't think it's quite 25. Yeah, I know. 25, I'd be be packing up and heading out the door. Me too. I'd be lighting a small fire in the corner of the room. Yeah. Uh, Total total score bet tonight is over under 42 points. I got to think under. I got to think that this is going to be, there's some wind, there's possibility snow, it's going to be cold. I have a feeling this is going to be a a running game with Derrick Henry on the other side, Aaron Jones for the Packers. One of the so, things that you I don't could, think they, you're betting they on the under, I, I'm going to agree with you. The Titans just play low-scoring games. All the time. They just do. Uh, they run a lot of time off the clock. There's not as many plays in a game. When and the, the Packers can't play. score. Well, they did last week. I know. They got 31. I mean, you know, the Titans want to cover that, might want to cover that Christian Watson guy who came out of nowhere to score three oh, TVs yeah. last week. Yeah, but, true. And Tennessee's got some injuries on defense. I think they have four players out, so... That could be a factor, but I, I would agree with you. Under seems to be the way to go here. Uh, another prop bet that I saw popping up would be A.J. Dillon, the backup running back for the Packers, to have over 33.5 rushing yards. And the reason I think this is going to happen is because they're going to run it a lot tonight. I'm going all in on the run. I'm going all in on both teams running the ball. A.J. Dillon gets gets some carries, and he will be over 33.5 rushing yards. All right. I'll give you that one. Uh, now, here's a parlay, a four-leg parlay. That's only plus 394 for the game tonight, and it would be Aaron Rodgers, 225-plus passing yards. A.J. Dillon, 25-plus rushing yards. Green Bay Packers on the money line, and then under 49.5 point total. You get to choose your, your uh, total score there. So... They are building in in this parlay a higher scoring game, but I think that's definitely possible. Aaron Rodgers two twenty five plus passing yards. I don't know about. I don't know. That's going to be. You don't know about Aaron Rodgers two hundred twenty five passing. He can, yards? but he hasn't he used to get that in his. Sleep. Oh, I know, I know, but I think he's only had maybe one three hundred yard game this year, and that's not Aaron Rodgers. That is not Aaron Rodgers. Well, uh, we'll see. Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't have. Look, if you could be the greatest quarterback of all time, if nobody's open or if guys are dropping passes, I mean, I'm not, it's hard to stick up for Aaron Rodgers because he's been so critical of his team this year. He really has. And that really frustrates me. But I think it's getting them to play better. I never, I never heard of Aaron Rodgers talking about how great, you know, and lucky he had it when he had Devontae Adams and he had all of these superstars and, you know, these guys are putting up huge games for him. But as soon as it's not going his way, all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers is whining incessantly. It's kind of I think he's me. motivating. I, I don't know why, but I feel like it's working for some reason. You know who surprises me about? First of all, I, I have I like Mike Vrabel. Okay, I think he's a really good coach. But wasn't Robert Woods a really good electric player when he was with the Rams? Until he got hurt. What? I mean, okay, so he, he must have just got hurt so bad that he can't even catch a pass. Well, now. they also don't pass the ball in Tennessee. Yes, but when you've got somebody that is as good as Robert Woods, you'd think you could throw him the ball a couple of times a game. This is this all guy stemming. doesn't even catch a pass anymore. <laughs> this is stemming from Chris having Robert Woods yeah, in well, fantasy I football. That's another, that's another uh, no, I get it, it, though, because I was a I was a Robert Woods supporter this year as well, so if he would have fallen to me, I would have taken him, and he would have been a disaster for me. But it is interesting that he's not doing much of anything right now. Nothing. I, I don't know why. Tennessee. All right. Interesting. Uh, what else do we got going on today in the betting I don't know. That's about it. Okay. That's about it. We're caught up. Could be a good Thursday night football game tonight. Packers are favored by what? Three and a half? 
I think that's the last I, line. Uh, I three, I, yeah, three and a half, three, three, three depending half. on where you look. But I'll, I'll, take I'll find the an official right I'll now. I'll take the Titans. You in a will close, low scoring game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers. I, I'm I'm a believer of You're Aaron Rodgers that right the now. Packers I, are going to are back, and huh? I have no idea why. All right, I wanted to square away the Lakers schedule. By the way, I said they're playing San Antonio three of their next four games. Uh, they are, but only after they play Detroit. So Detroit's playing the Clippers tonight, mm. and then they play the Lakers at Staples Center tomorrow night. Detroit does. Okay. So that's what the Lakers have. They have Detroit, and then three of their next four games will be against San Antonio, which well, is strange. That is very strange. Yes. Lakers' schedule is uh, is actually one that could they could get a little you know well on here. I mean, Detroit's one of the weaker teams in the league. San Antonio, three of the next four games is one of the weaker teams in the league. Indiana, after that, one of the weaker teams in the league. So, you know. The Lakers have a, a road ter- a game in Phoenix mixed in there, so they're going to lose that one. But maybe the other games, they you know get well. They get you know win four out of five or something. Nah, hopefully not. May- <laughs> hopefully maybe not. not. Uh, you know, I think- I love when the Lakers are bad, not just because it, not at all because I like to see Tony suffer, but because I like to see all the rest of the Laker fans <laughs> suffer. Laker fans who think it is their right in on earth. To have a championship team every single year and, you know, lose their minds when their team isn't any good. It's like another Los Angeles team. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to say anymore. the Dodgers are good every time. Oh, so you, you said it. To, I didn't. I know. So I believe, get, by the way. In, but, yes, wouldn't it be wonderful if the Dodgers finished 60 and 102 one year? That would be great. It would be incredible. I mean, we would celebrate dance in the streets, but it uh, uh, doesn't real seem quick, likely. Before we go to break, because we're going to have Keyshawn Johnson on the show here, Aztecs basketball player. Uh, we're waiting for Manny Machado, whether or not he is the National League MVP. I believe they're doing National League first, Chris. So I think that they're going to get an answer for us before our show is over because they're they're interviewing Nolan Arenado right now. And the way they've been doing this, they interview first, then they announce the award. They interview the leagues first, and then they announce the award. They interview all three of the finalists. Yeah, yeah and then they announce the award. So right now they're interviewing award. Arenado, then they'll interview Goldschmidt, then they'll try to interview Manny. He'll turn them down say that he doesn't want to do an interview with the MLB Network because Brian this Kinney is, works at the MLB Network. This is Chris's dream this scenario. This is definitely my dream. <laughs> the Manny Machado refused to be interviewed by a network that employs Brian Kenny. I think that would be a fantastic move by Manny. All right, so hopefully we'll find out the NL MVP winner by the end of the hour. In the meantime, we'll take a break. Keyshot Johnson, Aztec Basketball, set for the bottom of the hour. Stick around for that on Gwen and Chris. Before we get to anything else, though, let's check on traffic for the first time today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Paul Goldschmidt being interviewed right now. When I just said Paul Goldschmidt, was everybody worried that I was going to say he won the award? I was a little bit. I had to look up the TV. Did you think for just a half a second? I did. They haven't announced yet the uh, National League Most Valuable Player Award. They should do so before 4 o'clock, so sit tight. Uh, MLB Network is going through the paces right now. They interviewed Nolan Arenado, then they brought Goldschmidt on, and then Arenado interviewed Goldschmidt, and Goldschmidt interviewed Arenado. Oh, it, it was, was so cute. Little big happy family, and uh, eventually, I guess Manny Machado will make his appearance on the program, and then they will announce the National League MVP award winner. As soon as they do, we will let you in on that. Keyshad Johnson, the uh, starting forward for the San Diego State men's basketball team, due to join us here within the next five minutes or so. So we will uh, kind of uh, take a moment to throw something at you that is probably seemingly out of left field. But Scraby needs a little help I do. with his puppy. I do. What happened to your puppy, Lucky, Yes, that has you in a Twitter? <laughs> in a Twitter? Yes. Uh, well, I, I have been frequenting the dog parks. and this The is my dog f- parks. This is my first foray into the dog park right, world. You, ne- well, you never have any reason to go there before you did not have a, your own dog. What do you mean? You just don't go to dog parks and watch the dogs play? Uh, yeah, I've done it a couple times. <laughs> okay, but I wouldn't you expect that you've done it. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so I've been going to the dog park, and my little guy's eight months old. He's he's a bigger dog. He I just weighed, got him weighed. He's 52 pounds already, and he's okay. only eight months old, so he's going to be a big dog. But he is still a little bit shy of playing with other dogs, and he's still really shy of strangers. But he got into the playing with another dog at the dog park the other day, and I was so happy for him. And then... The the other dog started getting a little too much from for my liking. Uh, Lucky was not what seeming do you mean like, a little too much. He was jumping on him. He was uh, he was pushing him around. Lucky seemed like he was done playing, and the dog would come up behind him and bite his tail. And I know this is all the dogs playing and everything, but I I don't know the uh, dog park etiquette, and I'm looking for anyone to tweet me at Matt Scraby and let me know. In that situation, when I want to extricate my dog and save him from the horrible thing that is happening to him, do I go over and just break up the dogs, or do I go over to the owner and do I talk about the owner about his dog is just getting too crazy for my dog, and and I don't know. So what I did, Chris, is I I went to the owner, and I asked him if uh, he could calm down his dog a little bit. Not, I think you should have. Not in that way. I, I think said, you did the right thing. I said, my. What did you do, go over there as... And be kind of a jerk about it? No, I just punched him. Just walked up and punched him. And then took your dog and went yeah, home? and just walked away. No, I walked up and I was like, hey, how's it going? We were kind of already talking a little bit because the dogs were playing together. Right. But uh, I, I go, oh, you know, Lucky, he's, he's a little guy. He gets a little scared, especially when a bigger dog gets, you know, gets the position on him. And so could you tell your dog to chill out a little bit? And the guy looked at me and was like, you know, you're at a dog park. 
And I said, yes, I know I'm at a dog Did he park. actually say that? You, you know, know he, you're at a dog but he park? Said, he, said, he said it in a, a, a lighter tone. Like, you know you're at a dog park, right? Okay. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm at a dog park, but my little guy. So you were asking trying for to this guy him. to get his dog to stop playing so roughly with your dog. Yeah. I mean, I could tell that Lucky was not having fun anymore. He was trying to get away, and the dog kept chasing him down. And the guy didn't seem to have any problems. So at Bat Scraby, what's the dog park etiquette on this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you ask the guy nicely, to me... I was not mean. I was not mean right, or anything. if you ask the guy nicely... I was actually more embarrassed. He should have taken care of the dog. So, mm. that's, you know, that's I'm a little frustrated line. by that. Yeah. All right. Hold All on. Right. Let's see if uh, we get uh, Keyshaw Johnson so we don't have to talk about dog parks anymore here. Aztecs getting ready for the Maui Invitational. Take on Ohio State on Monday. 17th-ranked San Diego State basketball team. Currently... Uh, 3-0 and to open the season. Very impressive performance the other night at Stanford. And, uh, indeed, Keyshawn Johnson of the Aztecs joins us. How you doing today, Keyshawn? I'm good. I'm good, Chris. Good to talk with you, sir. And uh, congratulations on the, uh, on the hot start to the season. Uh, tell me how you guys are feeling about the way you've played so far. Yes, sir. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for having me today as well. Um. Right now, like like we scheduled these these uh, early three games. So far, we three and zero. We great. We we great. We got uh, great spirits on our upcoming games in Maui. Um, we're getting better each and every day. We learn how to play with each other each and more. The chemistry being a one each and every day. We we increasing. We getting better. So we we all have great spirits about what's going on in the future. How was your trip back to the Bay Area? I know you're from Oakland, and uh, I saw the story in the paper today. Your teammate, Darian Trammell, had about half the uh, audience there in Palo Alto. Did you have any of your uh, family and friends come to see you play at Stanford? Yes, most definitely. I had, I had a lot of people there. I had a lot of uh, – here here at San Diego State, we got a lot of NorCal representatives. So I had a lot of people there. Miles Burr had a lot of, a lot of people there. Darion, it was on, on kind of his side of the town. But he had his whole community there, and it was—it really felt like a home game atmosphere in there. We're talking to Keisha Johnson here, uh, senior Aztec on the basketball team. You guys are headed to Maui here very shortly, and obviously that's a great place to go. But you have some business to take care of while you're there. Is it difficult to to block out how beautiful Hawaii is and all the great things to do, and focus only on basketball? Um. We we want to we want to take in how beautiful Hawaii is while we're while we're out there. Ah. We're gonna use that as as to help us and motivate us. Like like we here just uh, taking this whole opportunity and and we're gonna focus on basketball while enjoying ourselves out there. It's not like we're using Hawaii uh, like we we're in Hawaii and it's taking our mind away from it. We're using that and and re- and realize that we're blessed. We're blessed with this opportunity to go out and play against these uh, good competitive teams. Yeah, it's going to be some great matchups starting Monday when you guys take on Ohio State. Uh, Keisha Johnson from the Aztecs is with a six-seven senior from Oakland. Uh, by the way, Keisha Johnson is one of the most athletic players I've seen in an Aztec uniform in a while. Uh, do you practice your dunks, Keisha? <laughs> do you have some people ever throw you some alley oops once practice is over just to work on some fun stuff? Because I mean, some of your dunks bring people out of our seats, man. Uh-huh. Most, most definitely, like you, you gotta practice in order to be good at it. Um, to me, it's, it's second nature. Like, like each and every day, I just, I just 
push myself to the limit, see what I could do new, things like that. Uh, like, we got young guys like Miles Bird in there. They want to they wanna jump at the practice. So, you know, I got to come out of retirement and keep, keep my knees, <laughs> uh, you know, keep, keep my knees going. So, you know, I won't lock up and all of that. You know, I'm getting kind of old. So, but, yeah, I, just, I, try, I try new things each and every time. I, I ask my teammates for new ideas. You know, social media going up a lot. So, I'm trying to uh, get my social media out there and try and try new things with that, too. Well, drop your social media handles right now. Give me your handles. Uh, my, my social media is KJ underscore Showtime Zero on all, on all platforms, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. All right. KJ underscore underscore Showtime Zero. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He does put on quite a show. Go follow that. You guys are putting on a great show so far this season. How does the ranking affect this team? Uh, Does Coach Dutcher talk about being ranked, and and is it important to you guys to be ranked, or how do you guys handle that at this point in the season? Um, We don't let our ranking define us. Well, we what we make define us is our defense. We 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 are defined by our defense. You know, San Diego State being a mid major, we're always the underdog, no matter how high we're ranked. So we don't we don't take that ranking and get big headed about it. We just we we accept it, we appreciate it, and we work hard to even climb those ladders. Talking to Keyshawn Johnson here, senior from the Aztecs men's basketball team. Now, I think it's uh, interesting that you said you know defense first because your offense this year is is pretty good so far out of the gates. I mean, what's what's it? Is, is it a lot different to be playing with an offense that is able to score as much as you guys have been able to score while still playing Aztec defense? Is that nice for you? Um, that that's very nice. But there's going to be a night where we can't control our offense. A lot of times, like people have games where sometimes the shot isn't falling. Like sometimes that's just something that's out of your control. But what we can't control is our defense each and every night and our effort that we put in out there. So if we work hard on if we work hard on the defensive end, we'll be great. We'll be great as, as can be. We could win. We could win on defense, but we if we if our shot not falling and we're not playing defense, then it's hard to win that game. But we could we could win a game playing uh, great defense and our shot not falling. Keisha Johnson has obviously been coached by Brian Dutcher. I yeah. mean, this is, sounds exactly this is he's he's music to my ears right now, Scraby. <laughs> this is exactly what I want to hear from Keisha Johnson. The defense is most important. Hey, Keyshad, have a great trip to Maui. When do you guys leave? Uh, Saturday or tomorrow? Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. All right. Well, have a great trip. Enjoy yourself. I know you guys will enjoy it because you're going to play some great basketball over there. We'll all be watching here in San Diego, and we'll be looking forward to when you guys get back home. And uh, it's great talking with you. Terrific young guy, even though you say you're getting old. <laughs> and uh, we'd like to have you back on the show anytime. So thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you. Most definitely. Thank you all for having me. Of course. There he goes, Keyshawn Johnson from the Aztec men's basketball team. Yeah, I'm getting a little old. Getting a little old. I, I'm trying to look for his birthday, and I can't find well, it. Well, he can't be any older than 22 years old. I mean, 23 <laughs> at the tops. But uh, he can ta- He can jump to the top of the gym. That was funny. He likes to still come out and show the young guys on the team what he can do. A senior, Keisha Johnson, he can be electric. And uh, I, I appreciate you know his what? energy. He's, uh, he brings it, right? He brings it to the interview. He brings it to the game. You know, but that's... See, that's what I appreciate about San Diego State and Brian Dutcher is that he's got it programmed into these kids that you're going to go as far as your defense will carry you. And he didn't want to talk about Duncan as much as he wanted to talk about defense. 
That's what I want to hear. Go That's visit. Why this yeah. team's going to be good. No, you're right. You're right. Go visit his uh, his his um, Twitter and Instagram. KJ underscore Showtime Zero. Yeah, check I, out. Yeah, he's got some Johnson. cool stuff. Give him some followers. All yeah. right, so we'll take a break. Come back. We got a big five headed your way next. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, Chris, we'll get right into it because of the time. Number five. And we're going to start with this former FTX trading CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, NFL quarterback Tom Brady, supermodel Giselle Bunchen, Bunchen, NBA star Steph Curry. Who's com- Giselle Bunchen? I don't you know. know. That? Uh, what, what's her last name? Bunchen. Bunchen, sorry. Yeah. NBA superstar. I just know her as Giselle. Uh, NBA superstar Steph Curry and comedian Larry David are among a celebrity-studded list of people accused of defrauding investors who lost money in the cryptocurrency exchange's sudden collapse. A proposed class action class action filed lawsuit filed in federal court in Florida yesterday names those four along with other athletes and entertainers as defendants in the case. They all promoted FTX, one of the world's largest crypto trading platforms exchanges before it declared bankruptcy uh, on November 11th, just six days ago. Now the company is under investigation for possible securities violations. So you're up first, Chris. Do these endorsers share some of the blame? I don't know about the athletes, but I know Larry David would never do anything wrong. He would. I mean, he was in the commercial on the Super Bowl. They paid him a pretty penny for that. Oh, that's right. Larry David did that uh, Super Bowl commercial. I love Larry David, so uh, I can't ever speak anything uh, negative about Larry. Um, no, I, I, I don't. I, I, on the surface, I don't. You'd have to, you'd have to really go in and prove to me that all of these endorsers somehow knew all of the uh, going. It was a on sham behind the scenes with these uh, companies that they're trying to promote. so I, I And I would think that most of them don't know that. They're just promoting and doing a commercial. And so I would need to be proven otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what, Chris? These endorsers, I at least know that Tom Brady took FTX stock, took FTX options. So he believed in it. He believed in it. Apparently. That means that he's losing money as well. But do the endorsers share some of the blame? Absolutely not. They are not forcing you to put money into FTX. I don't know what is with our society, Chris. And every time something bad happens to you, you just find someone to blame and you find someone to put the pressure on. And it's good you're for, not going to get any money out of it. It's this. good on you, Scrabby. You're starting to figure out how the world works. Now. I hate the world. I hate the world. <laughs> I hate the world sometimes because this is annoying. I hate the world. You know what, Chris? When if I that put... isn't the ultimate Scrabby statement, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, if I put in... $300 to FTX. I lo- I'm pretty much have lost it, I'm assuming. But I knew that well, going in. Well, apparently not. If you join this class action not. lawsuit, I will you not. might be able to recoup some of I your refuse. losses. I refuse because this was a risk to begin with. People who put their life savings into FTX, that's your fault, not Tom Brady's fault. Number four. It's open season on Russell Wilson right now. and I hate the world, he said. <laughs> I do sometimes. 
It's open season on Russell Wilson right now. Now the Denver sports talk shows are trying to get to the bottom of why the Broncos have been so bad to start the year. Here is former Bronco Tyler Columbus on uh, 92.5 FM in Denver. He is talking about the things that he is hearing from his sources inside of the building that will make Broncos fans sad. Me though. And I haven't told this on air yet uh, because I've been I've been I've been trying to get a couple people to tell me it just to make sure I felt good about it. And I've had a couple people tell me it now, and I feel good about it. I don't feel good about it, but I feel confident. <laughs> Russell is losing his mind out there. He's losing his mind. He, he's at the line of scrimmage using audibles from from the Seahawks. The guys don't oh. know what the audibles are. I, I mean, he's using code words. The, the guys don't know what the code words From are. The last offense, and, and they're coming back to the huddle, and they're like, "Dude, what are you? What are you saying up there? We don't know what the play. We don't know what that is." He, he he's 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 losing his mind right now. That was kind of so. That was Tyler Columbus, former Denver Bronco. So they're saying that he's not just saying that in a way of saying it. He's saying. Actually, Russell Wilson is losing his mind. I guess so. He also was talking about later in the clip. It was a very long clip. It was like nine minutes. I watched the whole thing for some reason. But uh, he was talking about it, how Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson do not get along on the play calls and do not. uh, We got to break in for that. Break in. Go ahead. Announce it. All right. You tried to speak it into existence. (sighs) Well, I can handle this one. Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals has won the 2022 National League Most Valuable Player Award. Yes, it was just announced by Albert Pujols on the uh, MLB Network. Nice of them to bring Albert in to uh, share it with a uh, former Cardinal. Uh, Look at this, Chris. Well, Manny Machado did finish second in the balloting. So by good a on lot. Him. Good on him for finishing second. It doesn't mean a whole lot. It's better than finishing behind Nolan Arenado. Goldschmidt got 22 first-place votes and eight second-place votes. Manny got seven first-place votes, 13 second, and seven people deemed him only third best. Those seven people ought to be themselves. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Nolan Arenado finished third in the balloting. So yes. uh, it is official now. Paul Goldschmidt wins your 2022 MVP award. I feel bad for Manny because I, I really think he deserved it. And uh, I, I feel too. bad for the Padre fans that this means a whole lot to. Personally, I would rather, you know, take a World Series one day. You can keep your MVPs, but you feel like we get disrespected sometimes. And on votes like this, I, I think some of that disrespect shows up. I so. think seven first place votes, though, is better than the one that Nolan Arenado got. So someone. <laughs> Is paying attention out there. Well, that's amazing. Manny Machado is a more valuable and better player than Nolan Arenado, but Nolan Arenado wins both the hitting and the fielding award at that position. Good point. So somebody explain that to me. All right. Well, there goes. That's I believe that's the final. What is the final crowning achievement for baseball this year? The MVP awards. Well, they're going to do the American League. Yeah, MVP yeah, but then that's today. it, right? That's it, yeah. All right, back to Russell Wilson. So he and Nathaniel Hackett aren't getting along on the plays. He's talking about things that aren't actually words that they've used on the field. Uh, I'm up first. Has Russell Wilson earned the keys to the Broncos' kingdom? And has he earned it? No. He has not earned it because he hasn't played well with the Broncos. But they brought him in. They paid him a lot of money. They traded for him. They're going to listen to him over anyone else. So Russell Wilson, I don't think he's earned it, but I do believe – he will get the keys of the kingdom, Chris. Well, I don't know that you can give him the keys to the kingdom. He's not the coach, but what you need to do is get a new coach, and I've been talking about this all season long. That's the problem in Denver. I don't know why anybody doesn't just come out and say it. Daniel Hackett is overmatched. He's out of his element, 
and Russell Wilson, who is a, an established Hall of Fame-type quarterback, honestly doesn't know what to do trying to play for a guy who doesn't know what's going on. And I've been saying it all year, and it looks that way every time you watch the Broncos play. So yeah. that's that. But it's it's kind of crazy how people have been so easy to throw Russell Wilson under the bus so quickly. Well, he's played terribly, and he's making a ton of money, so that uh, goes with the territory. All right. In the interest of time, we're going to go. Number three. Number two. Number one. Wow. <laughs> Aaron Judge's record-setting 60-second home run ball is headed to auction later this month. Chris talked about it a little bit earlier. The attorney for the Texas man who caught it, it, it told ESPN that they already turned down a $3 million offer from the prize that was hit on October 4th in Arlington, Texas. But he did have deep conversations with his wife before turning it down. I was just about to say, Corey Yeomans, a 35-year-old lawyer, or 35-year-old from Dallas, had, quote-unquote, weeks of a lot of deep conversations with his wife and his lawyer. They decided to sell the ball at the Golden Auctions House, and the Auctions House wouldn't commit to a number, but the Auction House does believe the ball is going to sell for more than $3 million. Chris, you're up first. Would you have taken the $3 million? Um, I don't know. I, I probably would have taken what Lori told me to do. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I love what Yeomans is saying, though. He's trying to defer this. He says, it seems fair in this sense that by auctioning it off, we'll give anyone that's interested and has the means uh, to own it rather than just selling it to somebody who offered it. So uh, offered the money. Um, it's an interesting way of saying, you know, I want to cash in by as much as I can. Uh, I, 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 I I told you what I would have done with the ball originally. You would have given it back to Aaron Judge. I would have just given it to Aaron Judge. I wouldn't even have kept it at all for a dollar. Now that someone actually put $3 million on the table cold hard cash, are you thinking differently about that? No, I'm really not. As Tony said earlier, this guy, Corey Yeomans, didn't do anything. He just a caught ball, the ball found his glove. That's true. Yeah, and he's you know turning that into supposedly three million or more money. I, I'd give the ball where it goes belongs. Aaron Judge's ball. Well, I, he does I, have I just, the ball, right? I don't know. Or no, that was the How game time. That was the sixty-first home nah, run. He doesn't have it. This guy's got the ball. That's true. Duh. Uh, you know, he's I, selling so, the ball. What an so idiot. what do I really truly I hope happens? I hope the auction price doesn't get higher than a hundred thousand dollars. But it's going to go higher than I that. Th- I know it is. But and, I, I watch a lot of auction stuff in Pawn Stars, Chris. You know that show? Okay. And they always say that auctions are not a good option for you because you never know how it's going to go. You could put this thing up for auction, set a reserve, and no one even gets the reserve. And now that $3 million bucks that someone offered you is off the table and you just got a ball. I mean, yeah, I know you'll get some money gonna, for it. He's going to get a bunch of money. I don't so. think he's going to get more, a lot more than $3 million. Maybe an extra $3 million mil. is enough. Yeah, if he I gets agree. 3.1, good for him. I, As I said, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's the wrong way to get rich. I honestly would sell the ball because it would change my life. It would change my life in a very dramatic way. Would you continue to work on this show if you got $3 million? Yes, because $3 million only goes so far. Okay. Well, as long as you do that, you can sell it. Okay. That would I be good know. press for the show. I mean, the ball just found this guy's glove, and now he's like a multimillionaire. Not a multimillionaire. $3 million is multi. It's more than I one. I thought multi was more than 10. Oh, 
I don't know. I don't I know multi either. was more than one. Oh, maybe it is. You're I don't either know. a millionaire, and if you have two million, you're a multi-millionaire. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually know. I'm going to look this up in the break. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just don't know. All right. So uh, Paul Goldschmidt wins the NL MVP award. Manny has to settle for second. We'll kick that around when we come back. More Gwen and Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 